Welcome to Positive Space, Conversations in Art Foundations, a production of Foundations in Art, Theory and Education, also known as FATE. Positive Space is a podcast providing opportunities for those passionate about art foundations to discuss and promote excellence in the development and teaching of college-level foundations in art studio and art history classes. Welcome to Positive Space. This episode is sponsored by all our 2019 conference sponsors and vendors. The sponsors are Folding Art Horse and Chart Pack, which oversees 14 different art supply companies, including Grumbacher, Higgins, Koinor, and Weber. This year's vendors are General Pencil, Thames and Hudson, Jack Rieschison, Holbein, Klofenstein, Chroma, Tempe Digital, Barnesville Easel, Oxford University Press, Tom Norton Walnut Inc., Jelly Arts, Blick, and Sampro, which oversees companies like Pintel and Princeton Brushes. Make sure to visit the vendor hall in the congressional room at the conference. In this episode, we'll be speaking with Andrew McCauley, the vice president of the Biennial Conference, which is being held in Columbus, Ohio, and hosted by the Columbus College of Art and Design, where Andrew is an assistant professor and director of Core Studios. The conference is being held April 3rd through 6th, which at this recording is next week. Andrew will be talking about all the exciting offerings the FATE conference, titled Foundations in Flux, will hold this year, and the many, many things to do in Columbus. So get excited. It's almost conference time. Andrew, welcome to Positive Space. Thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Really excited about the conference, which is coming up next week as we record this. So uh, I hope we have a lot to talk about. But let's get started first with a little bit about you. What brought you to the conference chair position? Yeah, so um, I had attended probably three of the past fate conferences last year, or two years ago, rather, um, in Kansas City. And then I think the previous one to that was Indianapolis and then Savannah. When I had started working here, my boss at the time, Chris Yates, who was the director of our foundations program, was really heavily involved with uh, FATE and really supportive of our faculty attending and being a part of that. So when Chris Yates moved on to the Goon Gallery at Kenyon uh, College, uh, I had taken over that position and still wanted to be heavily involved with FATE. So it was announced at Kansas City that CCAD would be hosting, and uh, I was I was uh, kind of put in charge of uh, getting everything together on our end, CCAD. Excellent. So how's the experience been? Yeah, so one of the reasons I really like the FATE conference, and I always have, was I always looked at it as kind of a think tank, kind of non-pretentious conference where – uh, you can kind of go meet people, network, and you always come back, I think, feeling invigorated and excited about teaching and always kind of learning from from all the other presenters and faculty members and administrators. So I wanted to keep that vibe going, that, that think tank vibe going. And uh, so when we started to kind of collaborate and think about what this conference was going to be about, I wanted to keep that, I don't know, loose think tank mentality where people are bouncing ideas off of one another and not just being presented to. So we wanted to kind of keep the same vibe as as previous fake conferences went. But I also wanted to kind of involve more workshop-based roundtable discussions 
uh, in with the panels. So this year, what we've done is we're kind of moving some of our Friday sessions over to CCAD and opening up some of our first year classrooms um, so that people can present and, and discuss uh, roundtable discussions and, and, and uh, facilitate workshops as well. So it's kind of, I don't know, I like the hustle and bustle and the energy, and there's just going to be a lot of things going on at this year's conference. Well, let's, let's talk about some of those things. It sounds like you've been to a couple of fake conferences in the past. So how do you see this as being different from those previous conferences? So the, uh, when, I, when I started thinking about or we started our team here, um, which I'll mention uh, everybody involved here in a little bit, the, um, we started thinking about, I don't know, generations and maybe the disconnects and the things um, that you kind of run into being a facilitator. I always liked going to the fake conferences in the past and kind of coming back with, I don't know, new and exciting ways to deliver information. And I've noticed in the last four years, at least four to five years in teaching, I noticed, and it might just be me, but I noticed um, my delivery methods had to change and I had to start acclimating more to Generation X. So I wanted to really kind of showcase how we as facilitators of information talk to our students and engage our students and deliver information because the students and the faculty members, it's not just getting up in front of a podium and talking to people anymore. It's more of an individualized learning experience. So, so thinking about generations, I wanted to really play up looking at maybe faculty members that, you know, are baby boomers and people like me that are Gen X and millennials you know, talking and delivering information to people from Gen X or, or Gen Z, I'm sorry. So we put together this really kind of fun 80s, 90s, 70s themed uh, conference where, you know, think about, you know, like the things that you or I might have learned from when I was in school as far as the things that made, I don't know, going to school special and fun, like just for example, like trapper keepers or <laughs> notebooks and stickers and notes and, you know, all these things that you associate with your college experience. So we started to kind of brainstorm and put this together. So I think we put together a really kind of fun, busy, uh, interactive conference this year. And listeners, I've seen a, a proof of the the program ahead of time, and it's uh, it's it's a pretty remarkable item there that we're going to be getting in our bags. Yeah, so, thank you. You're welcome. So, is that where the Foundations in Flux title for the conference came from? Yeah, the Foundations in Flux, at least for me, um, it came from, and and we worked with our marketing team and our student design agency and our dean and our our team here. And we started to kind of brainstorm and, and we wanted to kind of flip the conference mode and not be so much of a kind of a, a presentation kind of thing. I wanted it to be more of a brainstorming session or interaction between panelists and attendees. So we kind of came up with this foundations and flux 
being that academia and higher ed is in flux right now, the foundations is in flux. You know, there's a lot of um, colleges and universities that are really questioning, like, okay, how do we deliver um, this information and have the students absorb this information because students are so accustomed to getting their information and their news in much different ways than we did. Right. Uh, so I think that's where the influx comes from, because I think that at least for me, I can only speak for me, but people like me, you know, are, are reevaluating the ways that we deliver information and that we get information and the students are getting it in another way too. So we all have to kind of, I don't know, maybe question, you know, how we're, we're going about doing this because the student and the faculty member, we're in a relationship and we have to kind of meet at a middle ground here uh, in order for all the students to succeed. So, well, Are there any particular point or events happening at the conference that are going to showcase this, this interaction? Well, yeah, for instance, uh, I think the round table, like opening up round table discussions uh-huh. uh, for one, um, you know, it's, it's kind of uh, opened open that dialogue up a lot more um, as far as instead of, you know, having all panel discussions and things like that, which are great. The workshop or the uh, the roundtable aspect of it um, kind of invites people to really have like an in-depth uh, discussion about uh, things that are going on, like within their first year courses um, and the workshop element, too. It gives people a chance to maybe have some hands on experiences and interactions with the faculty member facilitating that workshop. So I think those two, those two things will kind of help springboard this. I I think this think tank mentality that I really want to have happen. The the workshop aspect is one of the more interesting ones to me. Who's participating in those and how are they being, how are they going to function? Because that is very different from a normal conference. Yeah. So um, we had opened that up this uh, summer people, we have invited people to, to say, okay, you know, instead of, um, applying for a panel session or chairing a panel session, we've opened up workshops. And just for instance, one person here on, on my staff, uh, Eric Coleman is going to be doing kind of a, uh, an augmented reality workshop on, um, and all you need is an iPad or a laptop to kind of participate, you know, within this workshop. There's other, there's other workshops about drawing or water soluble oil mixtures. Um, so it kind of, I think instead of talking about maybe at a panel about what you do in the classroom, you can actually showcase that with a hands-on experience. And I think that might, um, or hopefully help people maybe take some of that information back and maybe spread, uh, that into their own departments. That's pretty exciting. And those are taking place on the CCAD campus in the studios? Yeah. So we've opened up um, all of our first-year classes um, at CCAD on that Friday, April 5th. And there'll be buses going back and forth from the Sheridan to CCAD um, every 30 minutes uh, during that time. There'll still be panel discussions going on at the Sheridan. But the uh, workshops and the roundtable discussions, for the most part, there's still a couple roundtables back at the Sheridan. But uh, for the most part, that'll be uh, housed over here in our design square buildings where all of our first year courses are held. 
That's that's fantastic. You know, I would go to these conferences and I know that they're always sponsored or hosted by a school, but we often only get to gloss over what happens in the classroom. And and that's that's an exciting thing to be able to go into the classroom and actually be the student for a little bit. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think that was a really cool idea. Like Julie Taggart, our dean and and I and, and all of our team kind of came up with this idea. And, and I think it's really kind of I hope it'll open up maybe new avenues for maybe other conference goers in the future. And I hope it goes really well. The interactive kind of aspect of it is exciting to me too. There's always going to be something going on, whether it's on campus here at CCAD or at the Sheridan or downtown. Excellent. Well, I want to come back to CCAD in just a little bit, but let's get back to the conference. Tell me about some of the events that are going on uh, as, as part of the conference proper. Uh, any of the satellite events that were that are happening? Yeah, so we have. Uh, if, if you don't mind, I can talk about maybe the keynote speaker for a Please. Uh, okay. So uh, one of the one of the other exciting things that we have happening is we've invited uh, Dr. Bevel Conway. He's a he's an artist and a neuroscientist. He really specializes in visual perception or you know exploring the limitations of the visual systems of artwork. And this year we've kind of put together this, not only the program, but like the grab bag kind of thing that you get the program in. Um, there'll be 3D glasses for everybody, for all the attendees. Uh, fun. What Bevel Conway does is he, he's not just one of those presenters of information, but he, he's a very interactive speaker. So everybody will get their 3D glasses. And Dr. Conway has this lecture put together where he talks about uh, color theory, neuroscience, cognition, and how this affects the brain. So that'll be really cool, I think. Uh, He'll be speaking on Friday, April 5th. Interesting. He sounds really fascinating. I did a little research on him. How'd you come up with his name? Yeah, so uh, Dr. Conway has spoken at CCAD in the past, and our dean, Julie Taggart, and and Bevel have a very good working relationship, and uh, she had she had mentioned his name, and then we had all decided that yeah, this would be the perfect uh, perfect speaker for this conference. So we're really excited to have him. Yeah, I'm excited he's going to be there. Tell me a little bit about the members exhibition. That's always a highlight of a conference. Oh, yeah. So the members exhibition this year is hosted by the Angel Malika Gallery. That's where it'll be. Uh, the exhibition will be, um, which incidentally is maybe half a block from the Sheridan. So it's within walking distance and you can see it out the uh, front doors. Uh, the Angel Malika Gallery is a very highly acclaimed uh, contemporary art gallery here in Columbus. And this year we, we got uh, Michael Goodson, who works as a senior curator from the Wexner Center, to, to judge all of the uh, submissions. So that'll be happening Friday night from 6 to 8.30, I believe. And that should be really fun. Yeah, it always is. Um, so is there anything else that you want to talk about uh, conference-wise? The keynote speaker, the, the members exhibition, really fun. We have, uh, like I said, the workshops and roundtable discussions are opened up here at the Columbus College of Art Design. Uh, we've opened up our first-year courses, uh, our first-year classrooms, rather. There'll be uh, campus tours going on at that time. Maybe going back to our generational kind of 
in flux talk, sticking with that kind of trapper keeper, Lisa Frank thing that I talked about. <laughs> uh, we have all of our tour groups kind of dressing up like the nineties. Oh, really? And, um, so all of the branding and the marketing for this conference kind of match the overall theme, which is really exciting. So, all right. Well, you brought up our host hotel, our conference hotel, the Sheridan, any words about them and the, uh, the yeah. space itself? Yeah, the space itself, it's its really easy to navigate. The registration tables will be on the second floor this year. Uh, we do have a uh, printmaking kind of thing going on that Thursday during registration, where Gwen Montgomery will be holding um, some printmaking, screen printing, T-shirt designs while people are, registra- are registering right outside of the uh, governor's ballroom where we're going to have breakfast and lunch. Uh, you'll be able to get your positive space T-shirt at uh, registration this year, so make sure you bring a blank. Yes, and um, let's see. I, I and I do believe there will be T-shirts available to purchase as well. Oh, okay, okay. I understand that there are some awards being uh, given out at the conference this year. Uh, yeah, so we do. We have a shout out awards ceremony going on on Thursday, April fourth, and that's going to happen from six thirty to eight p.m. And that's that'll be in the governor's ballroom, uh, same place where we're going to eat breakfast and lunch on that. Well, since you brought up food, let's talk about let's talk about the food. Uh, and, and one of the defining characteristics of the Fate Conference is that the meals or some of the meals are included in the registration. That's done to facilitate the get-togethers of all of our, our members and attendees. Tell us about the food. Is what's what's literally on the plate for food next week? That is one of the exciting things. Casey McGuire has been working really hard with uh, Lauren from the Sheridan, and they put together a really great conference package meal: um, hot breakfasts in the morning, hot lunches in the afternoon. Uh, there will be coffee and water stations. I, I really always like the food. There, <laughs> so I don't know what else to say about that without giving it all away. Well, I'm going to take a moment too, since uh, uh, this is kind of my role in the, the conference and talk up the, the vendor space that as part of the conference. We have several sponsors and a lot of vendors coming in. And uh, they're going to be set up each day during the, the conference hours, active hours. Uh, for you to go in and, and meet and ask questions about materials that you might use in the classroom and maybe pick up a few samples here and there. I've listed all of those vendors at the beginning of this podcast. So we'll uh, make sure you drop into that room and, and, and meet those guys because they're really great. They're all super smart guys with lots of information. And then one more thing too, you, you've always done such a great job with all the vendors. And that's, I think, one of the highlights that I, I look forward to at the, at the fake conferences. Oh, thank um, you. just kind of getting to know some of those vendors and, and companies and, and it's really exciting stuff that they're, they're, they're talking about. So yes. And I, <laughs> just to tie that in with some earlier things, uh, a couple of them stepped up and are supplying the materials for some of the workshops, which I, I was really excited to hear that there's, it's not just them showing up and, and giving out materials and talking. They're actually being part of the conference in a way that they haven't been in the past. Yeah, that's really exciting. Yeah. That's awesome. 
uh, since we're talking about workshops again, let's move on, uh, move back over to CCAD and let's, uh, I want to hear you talk about your school a little bit and what's great about the, this, the school. Okay. Um, yeah. So CCAD is a nonprofit private art and design school. It's right here in the uh, center of downtown Columbus, Ohio. I think what sets us apart from other art and design schools is that, uh, well, I'll get into that, but we have 12 different majors. Uh, two are new this year. We've introduced a comics and narrative major and a contemporary crafts major. So I think that that draws in a lot of uh, new students that, that we wouldn't have otherwise had. Sometimes those are housed under like illustration or fine arts, but we've really kind of specified those majors out. Um, there's about 250 to 300 students per class. So it's about an 1100 to 1150 student college. Uh, we do have two, uh, master's programs. We have a master's of design and a master's of fine arts program. Um, and so I think one of the special things about CCAD is, and I can talk about our first year classes because, um, I'm, I'm more familiar with those. We offer interdisciplinary classes. Uh, students are um, going to school within their major within the first semester. Our intro to our major courses are kind of split between the major studio portion and there's, and then just a history portion. So if you were to major in fine art, you'd have the studio portion maybe on a Monday and then that is team taught with an art historian. And then maybe on Wednesday, you'd have your, your historical uh, component of that class. So people are learning um, the history, starting with contemporary and moving backwards within their own major. So I think that's really exciting. I think it keeps the students um, involved and, and excited about history as well. Well, how does that play out in the, the foundations levels in the first year program? Yeah, so our, that is the first year program. That's a component <laughs> of it. Yeah, so um, that that's one uh, studio portion. The other studio portion that we have is a visual literacy class. It's kind of our 2D and 3D design courses, and those are integrated with kind of an Adobe online learning experience oh. with that. So anything that you're doing in the classroom is kind of uh, – it coincides with um, your online – uh, Photoshop or Illustrator or InDesign lessons um, that they'll take within that class. They also cover color theory, uh, things like that. And then all students are taking uh, drawing classes as well. Excellent. So, and it's, uh, if I remember correctly, I attended a conference, another conference in Columbus a few years ago, and CCAD is actually in walking distance. You mis- mentioned buses, but it's within walking distance of the hotel, yes? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about, uh, let me see, two, maybe two blocks. Yeah, no, it's definitely in walking distance. We're in walking distance of a lot of things down here. We're right next door to the CMA, the Columbus Museum of Art, mm-hmm. uh, which is re- literally next door, and we share the same block. <laughs> um, and the Sheridan is about two blocks up from CCAD which is a half a block over from the Angel Malika Gallery. So everything is within the within walking distance down here. Excellent. Well, let's say, let's move on to talk about Columbus. I want you to talk about your town, what our, our visitors and our attendees can do when they're not learning about foundations and flux. 
So, um, yeah, so I urge everybody to kind of visit experiencecolumbus.com, CCAD and Experience Columbus, uh, really work together and Experience Columbus. The website has so many things to offer. Um, I'll talk a little bit about, uh, I just had mentioned the CMA is right next door. Um, if you're looking for maybe some art galleries or uh, kind of cultural, or culturally significant places, we have the Pizzuti Collection, which, which they work with the CMA um, a lot. We have the Wexner Center, who I mentioned earlier, where Michael Goodson, our, our fate exhibition juror, uh, works as a senior curator. Uh -huh. uh, we have the Billy Ireland Museum. And the Cartoon Library, it's the world's largest collection of materials related to cartoons and comics, which is really cool. There was a, a visiting artist program, I remember, at the, at, at the museum that went along with that, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm not sure who the visiting artist this year is, but uh, yeah, you're right. We'll be able to visit and learn. Yeah. So, and that's right next door to the Wexner Center as well. So okay. it's literally you walk out the front door and you, you're at the Billy Ireland Cartoon Library. Um, we also have the Ohio Craft Museum. Um, we have COSI. I don't know if anybody knows about that. It's kind of a science and industry interactive museum. It's really cool. Let's see. We have the Thurber House. We have a Topiary Park, the Franklin Park Conservatory. If you're looking to kind of just get away from the city a little bit, the Topiary Park is about a mile up. There's trails down the Scioto River if you want to take a jog or a run or just a walk. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, transportation options? I assume Uber, Lyft is active in Columbus, um, but I, I remember there being a, a, a bus loop for part of the downtown area. Uh, and are there any other options? Yeah, so, yeah, Columbus has a, a, a really good um, transportation system. The, the Columbus busing is, is great. Uber and Lyft, I, I would urge, I think everybody would be comfortable with that as well. And the conference will be supplying buses, you said on Friday. Yeah, on Friday. So, yeah, Friday the uh, there'll be a bus uh, system going back and forth from the Sheridan to Columbus College of Art and Design which you had mentioned it is in walking distance, but those are available throughout the day. Great. Everybody wants to go out for a drink and a meal in the evening and, and hang out with their friends. So where, where should they go? Yeah. So, okay. I got a huge list here and <laughs> that doesn't even cover half of it. Columbus is kind of sanctioned off into districts. So um, we have, we have German village. Uh, we have the brewery district. We have the arena district. We have the Short North, and then we have the area around Columbus College of Art and Design. Um, we have um, Old Town East. So, you know, depending on what you're in the mood for, we have uh, Yellow Brick Pizza is a really good pizza joint, um, and that's about maybe a block or two up from campus. We have Wolf Ridge if you're looking to kind of maybe have some uh, small plates, appetizers, and some really good drinks. The interior design was designed by uh, two CCAD graduates. Right around the corner, we have the Hills Market that kind of offer uh, local business food options mm. like cookies. Uh, if you're vegan or vegetarian, there's so many uh, there's so many different options there. 
we have the grass skirt that's really cool. Um, it's kind of a tiki bar kind of thing. <laughs> um, and so if you want to feel like you've walked into maybe like a scene out of Pulp Fiction, that might be uh, really cool to check out. Fantastic. Uh, Jenny's Splendid Ice Cream. Uh, Jenny's uh, a Columbus native, and she serves on our board. So some really distinct, unique ice cream flavors. We have the North Market which I would highly recommend everybody go there during the day, just stop over there. The Pearl, if you like oysters and, and vodka, whatever. Um, <laughs> the Hubbard Grill, the Rossi. Let's see, next to the Sheridan, you know, within walking distance, if you're just kind of wanting to, you know, get out for a drink and have some, you know, maybe appetizers with your friends or people that you're meeting, we have the uh, – 16-bit bar it's, it's really cool it's kind of like an old style like speaking of generations arcade yeah so, um you grab some drinks there and you can play uh any of the 80s arcade games until you're you know until you're good with that we have the walrus the char bar uh mikey's late night slice is really good like if you're you know, just if you don't want a whole pizza, you just want to go grab a piece of piece of pizza that's right up the street from the Sheridan Indian Oven and our music bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's so many things. So I, I, I might recommend everybody kind of go to Experience Columbus um, just to maybe check it out before you're in town. OK, what's your favorite out of that list? Well, I like the 16-bit bar. It's really, <laughs> I, like the, I like the 80s nostalgic feel. So Hundley's is a really good place. That's right next door. Um, you know, it's it's, uh, it's it's really casual, you know, really clean, really nice, good drinks, uh, good appetizer options. Um, and that's maybe half a block up from the Sheridan there. I definitely recommend the Pearl because I'm, I'm an oysters guy. Um uh, and the North Market, they have uh, all the kind of local uh, food vendors and everything set up within that one space. So that's where I'd recommend to go. Cool. Those are, that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot yeah. of places. Yeah. It sounds like Columbus is the place to be. And that's just half of it. So <laughs> yeah, you can, <laughs> that's I said, Experience Columbus will give you kind of a rundown and you can kind of maybe look at those places to see what uh, suits your fancy. Excellent. All right. So, um, what else, uh, anything else you need to talk about or want to talk about? This is kind of off the beaten path, but I, I feel like I have to say it because if you're vegan or vegetarian, there's a place called the banana leaf. Okay. Uh-huh. And it's a little bit, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe a 15 minute Uber drive outside of campus, but they have the best Malaysian vegan food <laughs> I think that you'll ever eat. So, and I'm not vegan, so and and I can say that. And everything's made in house, so uh, maybe look up banana leaf too. <laughs> okay, off the beaten path is always good. Sometimes it's good to get out and see the city, and not just be right there in the downtown yeah. area. Yeah, it sounds like Columbus is a great place to be. We got lots of places to eat. There's going to be a lot of things going on at the conference, and it's going to be an exciting event to to participate in. I am super excited about this keynote speaker. I wanted to give you an opportunity to uh, talk about the people that make all of this happen and tell how much they've worked because I know they have worked hard on this one. Yeah, there's no way I could have ever done this without like the help and support of our team here. Dr. Korn, uh, our president, Donna Lance, our provost, 
you know, especially our team members that have been really working hard the last two years to kind of put everything together. Uh, Julie Taggart, our dean, Lori Faced, Julie Abijanic, Tim Rietenbach, Jessica Moses, Jill Moorhead, and Ryan Feeney and the Student Design Agency. They've been really uh, working with us um, a lot on putting the programs and branding and the marketing together, especially our facilities team and our marketing team. And Blick, really, too, for uh, supplying all the bags for for this conference. We 500 bags. That's, that helps trem- uh, tremendously. And and basically everybody here at CCAD, we kind of really worked as a team. You know, there hasn't been like maybe one person that that that, that has not had anything to do. We've, we've really kind of collaborated over, especially the last five months, to try to make this experience uh, really unique and uh, really fun for next week. Well, I've seen a little bit of this from behind the scenes, and and I want to thank you for all of the hard work that you've done in this process. You have been a dynamo and uh, been very helpful on my end of things, and I know it's going to be a fantastic conference. I'm I'm, I'm very excited to, to, to be part of this one. Yeah, I am too. Thank you. It's going to be a fantastic conference. We're super excited to have everyone come and, and, and visit. So I hope this podcast helped you guys learn a little bit about the, the event, the, the city, and all the people behind the scenes that are making it happen. So Andrew, thank you for, for joining us and, and telling us a little bit about uh, the goings-on and what to expect. It's going to be fun. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. See you next week. Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Positive Space. If you're interested in being part of FATE's ongoing conversation about art foundations, visit the FATE website at foundationsart.org. Don't forget the dash between foundations and art. This episode's interview was conducted by Valerie Powell and was engineered and edited by Raymond Gaddy. Our theme music was provided by Lee Rosevere. If you like what you hear on Positive Space, be sure to give us a review at iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever it is you find your podcast. Better yet, send us some audio. You can call Positive Space at 904-990-FATE. That's 904-990-3283. You may find your voice on the next episode of Positive Space.